So this week I went from editing a podcast about Beauty and the Beast to editing a podcast about uh, like metal music and I don't <laughs> It's been a weird week, man. <laughs> yeah, that about sums it up sometimes though. Yeah, yeah. Did you somehow combine the two? Is there a way to do that? Oh, there are ways, but uh, it requires a <laughs> bigger budget than what I had available. So <laughs> you'll just have to take what you got this time. All right. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Dude, I this new studio setup, you can't hear it now because I'm still in the back corner of my bedroom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Long story. but uh, Well, we keep Clark in a corner. That's the yeah. safe way to do it, really. They said nobody keeps Clark in a corner, but somebody's keeping Clark in a corner. <laughs> and so. it's your grandma. And it's my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> bless her bless her heart uh she can do that that's fine uh-huh. sure yeah yeah but as soon as i have access to that living room again oh, oh. man oh sweet baby jesus it's gonna be good and now people really understand the full scale of our of our recording here <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> i'm okay, just a right. i'm just a boy looking forward to a living room that's all i am yeah right? <laughs> isn't that all we really are uh, that, you know i mean i think so much of humanity is all this soul searching and stuff we do it's really could be answered by just finding the right recording studio yeah i feel that way all the time man i really do i know i i sit in this room and i look around and i see all these sheets thumbtacked into the ceiling that keep falling down Mm -hmm. and i think this must be heaven yeah that sheet's real man that sheet's real Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. yeah i just think if i could really get rid of all my plosives and find the right pop filter you know don't you didn't you get a pop filter or two or three or four yeah in my new studio oh yeah the new the new one the fabled new studio mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which you guys are our, our dedicated twitter followers know that uh what that looks like oh yeah mm-hmm. oh man our twitter is over at echo pod mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah you can you can head over there and get a look at clark's new uh fancy new studio you can also uh, check out our Facebook for a picture of my studio, mm-hmm. which it's is there. exactly as I described it. It's um, <laughs> it's a lot of sheets. Two sheets hanging from the ceiling, uh, two different computer chairs, because I don't know why, and uh, a poster of Mars, yeah. You know, I didn't notice the uh, two chairs. Is one of them, like, squeaky when you're feeling sassy, and the other uh, one's just... <laughs> yeah, one of them is my sassy-ass chair. <laughs> I bet you use that one a lot, don't you? <laughs> well, whenever I call you, yeah. Yeah, I bring that out in people for sure. <laughs> no, um, one of them, the computer chair, like the, the padded computer chair, is mm-hmm. really squeaky. Uh, mm. So I've moved it to the side, and I sit in a wooden chair with a little butt pad now. Nice. Um, which works out for, for both of us. And I'm, of course, talking about my cat because she likes to sleep on the padded computer chair while I record. Ah, she's the other benefactor, huh? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. Everybody wins. That's great, yeah. So you're telling me at this moment there's a there's an adorable cat sleeping, like, near you? There is, yeah. Hmm. She's, she's, like, purring in her sleep. Oh, and she's waking up a little bit because I pet her. Yeah, hmm. she's pretty cute. And we get to close out the other annoying young one, so she gets nice. her quiet time. <laughs> well, this actually brings me to my first song this week. Oh, great. Um, I, I can hardly wait to hear this transition. So it is uh, <laughs> by a little-known band called Third Eye Blind. Uh, oh, this one. Yeah, but it's not It's not 
the song you might be thinking of when I say Third Eye Blind. Mm-hmm. This is not Never Let You Go. This is not, uh, boy, wish you would step back from the ledge, that friend. Jumper. There we go. It's not that one. Jumper. It's not Semi-Charmed Kind of Life. No, this is actually an instrumental track. And uh, who would have known mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I, Third Eye Blind was capable of an instrumental song? Yeah, but uh, you guys are about to experience the wonderful less than three minutes, so I like it, song called Animal. A good old-fashioned rocker. So the animal, you get it? Because animals and cats, and you were talking about cats. That so was a, the song. That was a seamless animal. transition. Mm-hmm. Seamless. I just thought I'd point that out, you know, because yeah. that's how you do a transition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you really make it work, man. You got it. But just for real, like any, though. Just like any good joke that you have to explain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Makes perfect. it just ten times better. <laughs> no, uh, but... I really do like this song. I especially like when it picks up right around, what, a minute and 45, and it kind of hits its groove in a different way. Mm-hmm. It kind of builds up from, like, a minute 20, and then it goes in and really hits it at 145. Mm. It is yeah, that, it's, so good. So you could play this. I I don't know. You I don't know how many people you could play this for, but I bet no one would guess that this is Third Eye Blind if they had not heard this. No, no. It sounds like L1011. You know, it kind of does, especially with the heavy bass prominence, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. yeah, you're right, it really does. I wonder if I wonder if L ten eleven cites uh, Third Eye Blind as an inspiration. <laughs> they should. I mean, <laughs> Third Eye Blind is so good. I know they're so so versatile, so mm. underappreciated in their time. <laughs> Nobody knows who they are. No, uh, I got for... I got to see them a couple years ago. Third Eye Blind. Yeah, they played in Boise when I was living there, and I You're went with Seamus. Kidding me? Really? And Dashboard Confessional opened. Oh yeah, you sent me pictures. It and was, I was fantastic. Pissed off. Yeah, because I ser- I bled Third Eye Blind for, like, a couple years there. I really like their stuff. Like, all of their stuff. Yeah. No, mm. it was it was fantastic, man. It was it was a great show, actually, mm. <laughs> surprisingly. Yeah, I mean, seeing as he's clean now. Um, yeah. Kind of takes the edge off of his craziness. It does, yeah. Steve Jenkins? Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, Steven. Steven, Steven you're right. Only his right. closest friends call him Steve. Yeah. So, of course, oh. I do. <laughs> so, how are you feeling this week, man? What's good? You sent me some delicious-looking food pictures. Yeah, nice. I uh, made some stir-fry tonight with a, a quick-pickled some daikon radish, which it's just something I've never used before. And I cut it up and 
tasted it raw and it tasted like uh watery <laughs> dirt as most radishes oh. do mm-hmm. um so i decided to throw it in in a pickling brine for like 20 minutes as you do with anything that doesn't taste good <laughs> oh so you went salty not sour huh uh-huh yeah I did. I okay salty well okay kind of like kind of salty but it was in apple cider vinegar so it kind of oh okay sweetness too bread and butter but style. anyway okay. yeah put that on top of the uh uh cooked up some some uh, steak put that mm. on top of there and put that all on top of some stir fry it's pretty good it looks man i'm so jelly yeah i've i've cooked every day for oh i don't know a long time <laughs> the last few months at least it's it's been nice um, that is so therapeutic in my mind yeah just the whole uh, process even doing the dishes is a little yeah. bit relaxing it really oh, yeah, is absolutely and <sighs> since since we um since two weeks ago two weeks ago mm-hmm. two weeks ago we were on the topic of sauerkraut uh <laughs> just yes. gonna go ahead and bring that back um mm-hmm. i am now fermenting my oats for the morning are you kidding uh, me <laughs> seriously dude they're so good they're so good you're fermenting your oats who even yeah. gave you that idea what what is it's like I've... a grizzly bear in there giving you advice <laughs> yeah just kind of let it raw for a little bit yeah get yeah, it real man. stinky oh yeah i like it stinky oats seriously <laughs> they they don't get stinky they smell like sourdough they smell mm. exactly like sourdough bread and then so yeah you just cover oats in some water and let it sit on the counter for two days and they start bubbling like that that shit is effervescent wow um, that sounds so dangerous okay no it, it's not i mean it's totally there's it you, you can tell your nose knows when mm. it's bad yeah um and then you just scoop some of it out and heat it up and put all your your uh, health food accoutrement in there and mm-hmm. uh, yeah you go to town and uh, it's yeah it's awesome and they have that mm-hmm. nice like tangy sour flavor with mixed with like the sweetness of maple syrup mm. mm-hmm. that's kind of compelling I mean there are sourdough pancakes so yeah come on yeah come yeah. On. Okay. Okay. That's pretty yeah, weird. So that, that's where, I, and then um, I've been listening to a lot of like, uh, like mid two thousands hyper romantic music because I'm in like a weird nostalgic mood. Um, but yeah, you, know, you you'll all be happy to know I brought none of that to the table this week. Um, yeah. Instead, just... you can, you'll just have to read about all of it on uh, on our blog at intotheecho dot com. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's there. Yeah, yeah. I still need to. to, uh, (laughs) I still have a couple drafts in the works too, but uh, nothing quite as sappy as what you're talking about. I mean, no. Yeah, this is is my. uh, Yeah, I got. I got some stuff to say. We got some. We got some things to talk about. Me and the internet, and Mm. uh, and we'll we'll figure it out. You know, like we always do. So, uh, what what songs did you bring? Oh yeah, sure, sure. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I kind of want to. Kind of want to open with the books. Sure. Let's let's open the books, huh? <laughs> yeah, let's let's open those books. <laughs> um, see, it's all it's like your opener was as good as my pun there that you have to like laugh at your own pun <laughs> so people know that it's a pun. <laughs> Otherwise, they just think you were inflecting weird for no reason. <laughs> um, yeah. This so is anyway, a... uh, the books are a very strange French band. Um, yeah, I don't even know, like, 
I was trying to think of a, a, a reasonable way to explain the books and their place in my music tastes and music taste. That, that's mm. not how that goes. Um, taste and music. Mean. There we go. There we go. <laughs> you got um, it. But, yeah, they're, I just, I don't know. I cannot remember how I found these guys, but... Um, it was it was this song that that I have today for you uh, that got me into them, and I didn't stray very far from this song, to be honest. Uh, yeah, not not for lack of interest, but just I kind of got stuck on this one uh, and and didn't really didn't really look elsewhere. Hmm. Uh, but regardless, um, the title of the track is which I love. Uh, mm-hmm. Enjoy your worries; you may never have them again. comes in i'm trying to i don't know if i don't know if any of our listeners know this but this is my my time every week to kind of piece my life together mm. um <laughs> if I'm they may have figured honest. that out after last episode not gonna lie uh, oh yeah that, i forgot that was that one very got, cathartic that one got kind of real yeah <laughs> it, but it was good though we, because we weren't angry you know no yeah there was no anger involved we were, which... we were purposeful and intentional and attentive and you know, it was good. All that, all that hippie bullshit. You know, we were, we were that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know, but, but the real side of that, not, not the idealistic. I don't think. Yeah. Like, uh, no. We we got to some good places, but anyway, uh, as as this as that applies to this song, um, like I, the the title of this song just it's just so, it's just so nice. <laughs> Which is again, enjoy your worries. You may not, you may never have them again. So these guys kind of have similar naming schemes to um, "In Love with the Ghost." I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. It's... like, like uh, titles that tell a story already. Mm-hmm. Smells like content. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? A true story of a tr- story of true love. That's good. <laughs> hmm. And I mean, the, their album title, um, "Thought for Food." <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as well as uh the lemon of pink these french people have no idea how to how the english language works but that's okay <laughs> so what what part of the song is compelling to you like because this is very different it takes two minutes before any sort of musicality actually kicks in yeah it's so i think it's the combination of i mean this song is built on dissonance mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and random bits and pieces and chunks of music and sound clips being stapled together roughly because this does not feel like a a nicely woven fabric (laughs) no Uh, as as some songs do that sample this is like very much hammered together but so in its nature it's incredibly dissonant which i and i tend to be drawn to there's a little known band 
called Nine Inch Nails that does that very well. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've mentioned them, so I figured that mm-hmm. I should bring them back just to remind people that I'm number one super fan. And You're right. Y'all can go fuck yourselves if you think differently. It has um, been 15 minutes. You are completely correct. <laughs> It's been longer than usual. The yeah. pre-show pre-show doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, as you can tell from uh, from the sample that you heard earlier of this song, uh, it's it's fairly low key overall. Um, it just kind of it never really hits a stride, but you also never feel like you're lost in it. You know, you you always kind of feel like you know where it's going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the comparison that I remember making is um, it's like Radiohead when it's at its most chaotic meets like the Avalanches, who, of course, do a lot of like turntablism and sampling tracks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It feels mm-hmm. like it's taking like the the melodies and like kind of how they piece it together from, well, I don't know. The final thing feels a bit like Radiohead to me, but they pieced it together Avalanches style. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really do like it, though. It's, yeah. It's, like you said, you can. about it. Yeah, you can kind of tell where it's going, but then it kind of surprises you, but it doesn't take long to catch up with it. It's not like that Frank song from the listener episode where it's like, oh boy, it yeah. just turned just 90 degree turns all the time. This isn't yeah. quite that. It, it, it eases you. It's a 30 degree turn, you know? It's good, I, though. Yeah, and my I think the part that I really appreciate, um, artistically anyway, mm-hmm. is uh, uh, it comes in at like just under a minute and a half in um it's this recording of this like very east coast sounding lady (laughs) yeah she's just freaking out about like everything that she has to do in her life like all these little minor things that she has to take care of Mm -hmm. Um, she's just venting yeah yeah and it ultimately evolves into her having a heart condition and her having to go to the doctor and and she has to like put a deposit down or something but at the very end, they, <laughs> the very end, they really speed up the sound, so she sounds like a little chipmunk, <laughs> and then it, and then they just uh, interpose somebody's voice yelling "stop" right mm-hmm. at that moment, and then the music just immediately calms down, and it's, I yeah. think that I mean that's just like the musical interpretation of the title of the song. You kept calling me at night, all hours of the night, calling my husband, my brother, calling me every day. He's after me, and I, I was devastated. I was without a job, without a salary. I, I was trying to get unemployment, and I was told it first kicks in after a few weeks, and I was busy looking for another job, and I also have a heart condition, and I told him I have a heart condition. I said, here, take a, a few dollars. I'm sorry this happened to you, Just but just leave me alone. I'm not the person who, who deposited us. Mm, absolutely, yeah. It's saying, like, take all of these things you're worrying about and you're letting control your life and uh, stop that, which yeah. is a big ask. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge you ask. Know? Um, because everybody's problems matter to those people. It's it's really hard to learn that lesson. And, yeah. and I mean, to just look at your problems and be like, eh, not a big deal. Like, if you take that too far, you're never going to get anything done. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a... And we all, I mean, we we live in a time where we all hear, um, we all hear live for the day so much mm, that it's mm-hmm. become like a, 
it's become like an annoying inconvenience to have somebody tell you that. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I still, I, I, you have to find different ways to communicate that now. And I think this does a good job of that. Yeah. It's a cool song. Thanks for, thanks for bringing this buddy. Oh yeah. Yeah. No problem. You and your fermented oats. <sighs> Dude, I'm telling you, man. I know. I'll, I'll I try sound it like as soon crazy, as I... <laughs> sound like a crazy hippie. As soon as I don't have a temporary roommate, I will definitely start fermenting my oats. Uh, I do have, like, it's kind of an oat blend. There are flax seeds in there. Is that going to uh-huh. cause some problems? Um, your, your mileage may vary. Yeah, I think it. I would do the pure oats first. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, because I don't know how flax ferments because of all the oils in it. Oh, yeah, it's good for your skin, though. Mm-hmm. Man, this podcast has gone so far from the first episode. We, <laughs> now we talk about like how to ferment oats and flax oil yeah, and stuff. And uh goats. Let's not talk let's not forget about oats and goats. Oh man, that um, that's Oats uh, and goats. Oh my god. No, we cannot do another goat themed <laughs> title. I don't know. The last We've... three have been pretty fun. <laughs> and you're the one who said oats and goats. No, we'll, we'll... <laughs> there's gotta be something else. We'll just have to make something better oh man but i do want to talk a little bit about goats i do sure Um, yeah no no that's this is um i don't know if you you guys might have misheard our our initial intro on this podcast but this mm -hmm. is a music goats and food podcast yeah i feel like you guys didn't i didn't have like the right microphone to really get this across but we're actually called into the egg goat and I, I'm trying yeah. not to laugh, so I don't even justify that with a response. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'll just I'll just silence my laugh on this track. <laughs> That's fair. But anyway, there's, <laughs> there's actually a uh, violin solo in your last track that reminded me um, of this instrumental album that I really really like. That was actually going through my head a lot um, lately because it's called the Goat Rodeo Sessions. That's the name of the album. Uh, and it's, this uh, is what you were talking about last time we talked about goats. I think so. Yeah, I just didn't yeah. play any cuts from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Goat Rodeo Sessions, it's for very talented musicians. It is Yo-Yo Ma. Uh, you've heard of him, I hope. On cello. That was, I'm so hip. Like, what is it about me being pretentious? Like, of course you've heard of Yo-Yo Ma. Like, <laughs> who keeps track of cellists? Anyway, um, so it's Yo-Yo Ma. It's Chris Teal, T-H-I-L-E, from Nickel Creek and a bunch of other things. It's Stuart Duncan, and then one guy, I don't know. But it's it's four really good musicians, and they play, like, this bluegrass instrumental stuff, goat rodeo sessions, and it's super upbeat and fun. And um, I just like the name of it, the goat rodeo sessions, because the more time I spend with goats, the more I'm like, wow, it's really, these guys are tricky. It is a rodeo. It is like we herded. Uh, we swapped out the first batch of moms with the new batch of moms, so it's like there were all these goats running out, and then we had to like try and wrangle all these goats into a building. But we had to go across the whole property. There's this big kind of like dirt, like gravel pit thing in the way, and then they have to go up like a ramp and then around. Like it's a process getting these things in the building. So have your like your lead animal and you kind of bring him along and if he goes there, the other goats are like less afraid to go there. And then you bring some food. So it's kinda like so that's the carrot. Okay, this is the lead animal. There's food this way. And then we have the stick on the other side, which is three guys hollering after him, being like, Alright, get, 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 go on, you know? (laughs) 
chasing these goats, trying to herd them in the right direction. So the whole time I'm like, this is a goat rodeo. This song is called uh, Attaboy from the Goat Rodeo Sessions. And this is just a beautiful piece of music, so I'm going to play a little bit longer segment than I normally would. Um, So sit back and enjoy. Bluegrass music played by classical musicians. Obviously, and... Iggy Azalea. <sighs> but what a fun song, right? It's, oh, it's, it's so, so great, man. Upbeat. There are the, the good little melodies that come in from the pianos, and then everybody kind of echoes it, and everybody takes turns playing on the melody. It's very jazz-style bluegrass. Yeah, and it's, it yeah. feels jazzy. It feels like they're just kind of winging it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... T- which makes it even more amazing and makes you appreciate how incredibly talented every single one of these people is. Yeah, they just make it seem seamless and improvised. And I think the same live video that you'll see leaked from our show notes, that's the same studio recording I have on the album. So it's like, they just kind of ripped this out. Like when it says yeah. Goat Rodeo Sessions, they literally just like sat down and played it. And I love how that, how yeah. the, the violin player takes or i mean fiddle but i am so i don't know i don't know i'm so ignorant this is why we don't do that he takes <laughs> he takes total control of the song mm-hmm. like two minutes and 45 seconds in he's just like wait no we're doing this now
This is this is the best. I I'm voting this the best track this week. Oh, yeah, had a boy. This is like oh god. <laughs> don't don't think I didn't see what you did there. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. This is a really fun track. I do really like that books track though. Um, yeah, they they do. fit together nicely. I'm surprised neither of us picked uh, the new gorillas to talk about. They have a bunch of new stuff. I know. I I just, I haven't spent enough enough time with it to give it its due diligence, you know? Yeah, Um, me either, really. I'm I'm excited about what I hear. Uh, Yeah. Also, Danny Brown and the gorillas? What? Yeah. It, I mean, everybody seems to just talk in music circles, you know? It seems like everybody kind of knows everybody. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It works, though. I like Danny Brown. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a place and time for him. In, yeah, in my listening experience, anyway. It does make me feel better about Hallelujah Money, just as a whole, though. And yeah. like, okay, I kind of get it. It's still, I not knew my that. Favorite I track knew though. that was gonna happen. It, yeah, it was gonna yeah. Fit in somewhere. We all hoped for it, and we all had quite a bit of faith. Really, I mean, yeah. it's you can't really doubt. Um, wow, I just complete Damon Albarn. There we Damon go. Damon Albarn. <laughs> You can't really doubt him. I was about to say Ben Gibbard, and I'm like, no, 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 not, not Death Cab for Cutie guy. Mm. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can doubt him. That's the difference. Yeah, I- I'm just gonna take a moment to hype one of your specific blog posts, if that's okay. Oh um, yeah, sure. You you wrote something on transatlanticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can check this out, of course, at intotheecho.com. Look for the blog. And just look for the Tranalaticism album art. Um, but man, that write-up is so, oh, it's so compelling. And it's because I know, like, this is real feelings about a real person. And I just think, and, and part of why writing these posts um, about, like, prominent women in our lives, maybe romantic, mostly romantic women in our lives. It, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, like, any... Any <laughs> any woman our age that's that's played a a significant role in our life in any way, there's been romantic interest, whether or not it's requited. Yeah, very true, very yeah. true. Um, but I I find this process of writing about these things so interesting because there are a lot of things that I maybe kept to myself or I didn't really tell that many people because it's like I don't know I I didn't. I didn't necessarily feel like it was my story to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, you know, it's not necessarily fair to that person to tell my story, but I'm kind of coming around on that to where it's like, this is just as much my story as it is theirs. Yeah. And, exactly. and I feel like when I'm coming back and I'm writing these, I'm trying to do it with all the hindsight possible, all the grace given that I can you know what I mean? To where it's like, I'm not, I'm not coming back to smear these people. I'm not coming back to be like, look how right I was. Look how correct yeah. I was no, about God this no. person. Look how well I handled the situation. It's, it's in fact kind of the opposite. This has kind of be- become more of like a confessional of like, wow, this was a good person or this was a decent relationship, friendship. Well, for some of these, <laughs> not, mm-hmm. not for mm-hmm. all of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like, I, Man, like four out of five of these, I feel like I played the situation very incorrectly. Yeah. And just writing about that being like, you know what? I'm going to tell this story because it is an important part of who I am. And I feel like it shaped me. And I feel like I'm going to do it in a way that that honors this person or at least doesn't doesn't crap on this person. 
Yeah. It maybe not doesn't paint them in the best light, but it's also not painting them as the, you know, the bad guy. But yeah, anyway, this in, process has been in the real light. Yeah. Yeah. But I really like what you did with your transatlanticism. Well, thanks, like, man. Yeah. I, I, oh, I, so I've good. never really written in the stream of consciousness before, but yeah, it kind of, that was that writing process was, I never hit backspace. It just kind of, hmm. it just kind of came out that way. And and there were a few moments in it where I was thinking about what to say next, and I reread my last line, and I was like, wait, no, that that's perfect. That ends right there. My thought yeah. ended when it needed to. So, so I think it was actually that that might have started my whole nostalgia head trip that I've been in. Yeah, yeah. Because there's something weird about when you actually hit the publish button. I yeah. didn't I didn't realize how powerful that'd be. I mean, I thought I'd just be kind of just like coughing these things out just casually. And maybe I'll get to the point where I'm just writing a blog post a day and I don't even notice. It's just a thing that I do. Mm-hmm. But for now, there's still this weird like weight to it, you know? Yeah. Even though this yeah. is like right now we are at the lowest readership we ever will be, like, because it's still very, very few people know about Brand this. Brand new, yeah. Yeah. So it's like even though it's going to the fewest people it still has just so much weight to it. And it's just like, yeah. man, when I publish that, I'm like, wow, what if the person I'm writing this about or to like finds this? Yeah. Like, that's a trip, right? <laughs> like, yeah. 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 I know. I, I've, I've thought the same thing, but it's, it's also kind of the therapeutic part of it is like, yeah. What if it, it just feel, well, no. And just like when you're talking about that transfer of weight, when you publish it, you know, and, mm-hmm. Like I feel like that transfers it off of you, not just not just out there for people to share, mm-hmm. but it it removes it from you. I don't know. It, it's it feels therapeutic. Yeah, all that to say, guys, write something, yeah. create something, put something out there, because we're you know this just started, and this still just is two friends talking about things that they care about, which happens to be music for this podcast. And goats. And goats. I do care about goats. But, like, what an incredible, like, you guys have missed so many of the behind the scenes of, like, how this has actually shaped our, our friendships and the way we communicate. No, our our friendship, just the two of us, our friendship, how much yeah. it's shaped it. And yeah, just like, this is, <laughs> it's, it's been absolutely incredible. Yeah, like, we talk about more real stuff now than when we, like, live together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. And we were pretty open with each other. We were not closed off at all. It's just like we've we've we're learning the tools and the the way to communicate. I don't know. So this is good. I would highly recommend starting a podcast talking about random stuff with your friend. And yeah. wow, we are there. We should talk about music, by the way. So <laughs> oh god, man, yeah, we. I know. So back to the music. We are everywhere today. Um. So the next track that you have lined up, I, I feel like everybody came across these people at the same time because yeah. they uh, won the Tiny <sighs> Desk concert. Yeah, I know, which is great. And then everybody um, listened to it and they're like, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I can, I mean, you can see exactly why people are are into this stuff. Um, that, of course, is uh, Tank and the Bangas. Um, and mm-hmm. their first track they played on the Tiny Desk concert is called... Boxes and squares. (laughs) 
like that, Albert. It's missing something. It's missing you. Can I get a snap? So why this song of the three? Why not their more popular second song or third song? I just, I like the, uh, the sort of like the beatnik delivery of it. Um, mm, mm-hmm. the, the, and I like the call and response between the lead singer and the backup singer. Yeah. The, the kind the, of it, echoing. Yeah. It's kind of the, it's the poetry approach to R&B and hip hop. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of people are missing in their acts is yeah. Cause uh, Lauren Hill is out of the industry. So yeah, <laughs> it's like the, <laughs> the, the soulful poetry side of hip hop is still, I mean, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And the, and these guys bring it back so well into, into a really interesting musical landscape. Um, <laughs> I mean, these guys are everywhere. They're so funky. Yeah, they'll have like funk breakdowns, but then they'll also have flute solos. It's just, yeah, it's everywhere. It's so much fun. Um, And I think this just hit me at the right time in the week when I just needed, I just needed something to pick me up a little bit. And 
you never see like you never see backup musicians like enjoying themselves. They're always just kind of there to do their jobs, like like the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. bass player and the flute player and the keyboard guys are always in the back, just kind of like doing their thing. But these guys mm-hmm. are they're all smiling and like making little facial expressions at everybody, and it's just such a cohesive unit. Yeah, definitely. And the piano player like misses a couple notes on one of his solos and everybody's just like, "Oh, like they yeah. could, you could just see that they're just playing off of it." And yeah. and you could tell that they also like the solos are not pre-written. Like No. It's yeah. They there's a chance they can mess up and there's just like if a couple notes are different, everybody kind of like makes eye contact with the person playing and it's like, "Oh, they noticed." Yeah. It's good stuff. And if you guys liked what you heard from this, definitely check out their full um Tiny Desk concert. It's linked in the show notes. Uh but their last song, I believe it's called Roller Coaster, where the lead singer again does kind of like this beatnik um poetry bit about roller coasters and and kind of what they signify to her and i thought it was really beautifully written uh so definitely check out mm-hmm. the whole show it's it's worth it yeah this is i i mean what an incredible thing that npr does for these up-and-coming artists like these guys are definitely on the map now because of this yeah and like they already had an album out in what 2013 and yeah i think so and i'm sure they're big in new orleans but i now definitely they're, yeah never now they're getting them. the attention they deserve yeah, totally. So good think, choice. That'd be so hard to judge, though. Oh yeah, God. But I think it was it was a popular vote kind of thing, and you can definitely yeah, tell it said just that... from from their concert that like they're how could you not love these guys? <laughs> yeah, they're just so charismatic and, and and happy and yeah, it's amazing. And Bob Boylan even said that everybody. You know, they kind of break up who listens to chunks of it because, like, man, there's it's hard for everybody to listen to everything. So they'll kind of do this, like, overlapping concentric circles. So at least every song is listened to by at least two or three people, but not by all ten people. Yeah. Um, because, like, there's some overlap, but they haven't, I don't know, they haven't done it such a way that, you know everything gets listened to by multiple ears. So the judges don't have as much of like a bias or a way to just like tank something. And then they all kind of put forward some of their favorites and everybody who listened to this band had this band like towards the top. Like this was almost like a unanimous decision with the judges, which is unheard of. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you can, if you, if you watch the, if you watch the whole thing, it's pretty obvious why. Yeah, man. But I was following, um, their, uh, they all went to South by a lot of the NPR music people. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, this was a couple weeks ago, but still you listen through and they just, they went to concerts all day for like a full week. And Bob Boylan is like, I have more energy than I've ever had in my life. And I'm just oh, like, what are you I don't know how of, man. <laughs> he, yeah. He just lives and breathes live music and he will go to as many shows as possible. And, no matter what name people threw out they're like oh yeah i saw this person he's like oh this person oh yeah i met them back and so and so and i'm just like bob shut up like how do you how do you keep track of all this stuff he's he's living the ultimate hipster lifestyle yeah you gotta admire bob boylan for sure yeah oh absolutely (sighs) good stuff man oh i didn't tell you about goats um (laughs) sorry back to the goats i know (laughs) i know uh 
I, I got to feed the goats on Friday oh. because uh, every, everyone was out of town. So I just needed to throw a couple bales of hay over the fence, uh, kind of break it up and then throw it over. So all the goats are in separate places and they're not all fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was super, super windy, though. So I was just breaking apart this hay and it was just <laughs> flying all over me and all over the goats. And uh, the wind actually blew a bunch of hay kind of near the fence. <clears throat> and one goat uh, decided, oh, man, that hay looks great. And she stuck her little head through the fence. But guess what? She had a nice set of horns that curved backwards and kind of spread out oh, uh, no. from her forehead. So they're curved back and kind of spread apart, you know, like horns on a goat. I don't know why I'm explaining this to you. But um, <laughs> all that to say, they were perfect for getting out of a fence, because when it's going out of a fence, it's a V going through, and it just the fence will just kind of part nice, and it, and you, she can get her head through. But when she goes to pull back, the fence has snapped back into position, and her horns are now wider than the fence, and she got her head stuck in a fence. And uh, I thought of you, because we had that episode. <laughs> and I had to push on that damn animal, and she was very feisty about it, oh, and I had to I push bet. her and yeah. wrangle her horns and get her back through that fence, and she was just a total B-word about it. So, yeah, and yeah. all for just a little bit of hay. I just, I all have for like, just a little bit of hay. I have these images of, of you like throwing hay over the fence and it blowing into the faces of all these little baby goats and them just freaking out and not knowing <laughs> what to do. I accidentally threw hay directly on top of a baby goat. Oh, because baby the wind goats. And stuff. So everybody was like coming around, like eating the hay, and the baby goat's like, bah! and I'm like, um, <laughs> don't worry, they're not going to eat you, buddy. This... Yeah, it was very interesting. So, <laughs> anyway, I, I feel like I, I needed to get that story out there. I, oh, yeah, I, thank I, you. There was for a goat with your actual head stuck in a fence. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it's too, anyway. it's too real for, uh, for us to not share mm-hmm. uh, given the given the theme of our episodes as of late you gotta gotta give them what they want well thanks guys for listening uh you can of course find uh more episode stuff in our blog at into the echo.com of course we're a secret weapon production so you can find all of our episodes at secret weapon productions.com uh which uh wordstruck is back in back in production right yeah, Wordstruck uh, Season 3 has just begun. Uh, we got business cards, so now Dang. I have business cards for both of my podcasts. I know. That's how you know we're official, so we've yeah, been official for a cards. while. And... If, if you guys, um, I'll tell you what, uh, if you direct message me on Twitter with a song mm-hmm. that you've been listening to this week, uh, mm-hmm. I will send you an autographed business card. Ooh, yeah. How's that? Yeah. We'll make it happen. I like that. It's, uh, I'd autograph it too, but we are in different cities. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll just have to live with mine. Yeah. You'll just have to get Riley's. I mean, I might send you one too, but yeah. 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 That's a lot we'll, of people uh, knowing your address. Yep. You just gotta, just gotta message us with a song and your address and, uh, we will get you an autograph business card. We promise they will be worth a few pennies one day. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's, that's one for the record books. Uh, you can hang it up on your fridge wow. for now. They look really nice. I I like it. Yeah, it, it is a nice looking business card. Riley did those up, so it's good stuff. Uh-huh. Cool, man. Well, that'll do it then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks, you guys for uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. 